<laughs> All right. We're on record. Yeah. Hey. Right. So, we get, yeah. what are we going to do? <laughs> Point intro. I don't know, man. Poetry is not my thing. Okay. Um, but. What, haiku, how many words are haikus? Is it eight? Or I, is it nine? I know it's five letters in a haiku. Wow. <laughs> That's well, my unfair advantage of knowing. Th- thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can count. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. a that's a advantage right there. You can count on me for that. Ooh. <laughs> all right, welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast where we're talking about all things personal, life, uh, creativity, and maybe sometimes family and finance. Uh, but basically, my name is Josh and this is Abel. Woo! And we are talking about something a little different today and that is about the unfair advantage. Yeah. 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 The unfair advantage. Yeah. I just want to point out that today, the environment that we're speaking in is a bit different from the uh, last yes. two episodes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. A bit more quaint. Yes. A bit more um, advantageous. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a typical which cafe are we going to record next. Yeah. yeah. It's just in our own space. Yeah, in our own studio, which is nice. Very, very nice. And it's a bit echoey, but still has a lot more room for improvement. Yeah. Uh, both literally and metaphorically. But anywho's. Uh, the unfair advantage. Why are we talking about it today? I think it's something that I've been reading a lot about. Okay. It's basically a book actually by this author. It's called Ash Ali and Hassan Kuba. And they're based in the UK. The Middle Easterns, but they were raised in the UK. And they wow. are like capital or uh, angel investors. And they're really smart up people. There. They're up there. They have grown this sort of like Uber Eats kind of company called Just Eat to be an IPO within like four years or three years. And it's amazing. And, uh, but the reason why I think uh, that book, The Unfair Advantage, uh, really uh, got me hooked is because of how they framed about unfair advantage. You know, like for example, people like uh, um, Mark Zuckerberg or even mm. this guy named uh, even Spiegel, Spiegel uh, mm. basically the founder of Snapchat. All right. They they became successful not because how you know you see it from the social network where someone drops out of college and be able to grow this amazing yeah. website or app. They have a lot of money. Like they got they were raised with a silver platter. They've got uh, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, wealth in the family, and that's their unfair advantage. Because of that, they were able to start what they did. They were yep. able to pursue what they wanted. And be successful because they've got great investors. Yeah. Uh, but however, I think Ali and Hassan were saying that the unfair advantage is not just money. That there right. are many other things. There are many other factors like your skills, mm. uh, your network, your talents, and even luck. Yeah. Uh, luck is one of them. Uh, be- and those are things that are controllable and uncontrollable. And I mean, we all know people with unfair advantages where we're like, we're pointing at them. We're like, oh man, I wish I could be like that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I, so many. I wish I was Mark Zuckerberg. I know, right? me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wear one t-shirt all the day, uh, every day. That's as close as we can get. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Yeah, if you see my closet, it's all just gray shirt. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, what yeah. about unfair advantage? Uh, what about it in our lives? Yeah. Is that going to be directing this conversation yeah basically i guess uh, i wanted to talk about how like um you know the recent pandemic has really caused us to be in a place where we have so much uh unfair disadvantages yeah where jobs are lost Mm -hmm. where uh people are stuck at home and it's 
maybe it's it's emotionally or mentally draining them and this is a huge disadvantage <clears throat> yeah and people i know from the creative industry um who are also freelancing and entrepreneurs they're they're not doing too well because uh they either don't have the clients that are asking them for jobs mm. or they just don't have the uh, capabilities to meet clients needs yeah. and All that's right. a disadvantage that we have to acknowledge however we cannot forego the fact that there are advantages out of that yeah um you know there are advantages that i hope that this pandemic has kind of helped us realize and i don't know about you abel but mm. even in this time of course my knee-jerk reaction whenever i uh, am going through i mean this year we have jobs we've had yeah, a pretty good run yeah. so far it's god has been really helpful and just clients that have been really trusting us and uh, providing us with opportunities it's been amazing yeah um, but however for me i have times where i still look at people and i'm like oh man i wish i could be like that guy who's doing that at this moment in time i don't know about you have definitely you, yeah yeah i what do you, I, it's in my mind but what do you call those people who they just memorize and they just when they read the page first time? Oh, it's like photo, photographic, photographic uh, mem memory. memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I that for the longest time as a student when I was growing up, <laughs> I'm like, I wish yeah. I had photographic memory because That's true. right. I mean, Me special too. subjects that I hate. Like, yeah. uh, let's see what kind of subjects. Um, chemistry. Oh my gosh. Chemistry. Uh, like you know, getting to know what. What's the different the table, letters, yeah, right, and everything is got memorized. And I remember going for memorizing classes. Oh, I don't wow. really remember that they are such arithmetic. I see those classes. Yeah. How are those like? Wow. So I remember uh, my parents would put me into these classes, and um, you start off by kind of like they give you a lot of numbers, they give mm -hmm. you different pictures and words, and they mm -hmm. kind of help you to teach you to associate them. Oh, and then so it's like teaching your brain to associate. Um, like numbers with pictures, pictures with words. Right. And so that when you're memorizing something, it's not just like retaining that yeah. one thought, but you're trying to draw associations with different things oh, to bring to memory. Like um, it's much deeper than that. Yeah. But coming back to my point, <laughs> there are friends of mine who have that. And I'm like, that's oh cheating. Gosh. Right. That's cheating, right? Yeah. Just, what effort is there? Yeah. <laughs> And it's not like they had to train for that. Like they just, they just have it. They just have it. It's part of their DNA, I guess. I don't know. Oh my gosh. So I've always wondered if I had that. Yeah. I mean, I know that's not fully true. But if mm. I've had that, I was like, I could have been successful. You know, like yeah, I could have yeah. done this, done that. Yeah. So that that would be my my um, wish. Yeah. What about you? I think the one unfair advantage that I have always been envious of, I guess it's sort of like, status okay like like people who are they're, they're just normal people i know friends who are just like they're, they're cool they're just like like us but because of their status they can just get into anywhere no problem they could right. do they whatever they want and i'm like man like i just want that status and i'm not even talking about like the, the dato or datin or whatever prince or whatever they are but i think status of like even like i guess Another word is privilegedness. Like some right. people are like the son of this business owner or some sort. And right. I'm like, wow, like you just, because that opens up a door of like network and um, money is just one thing, but I think the network and the learning is just a, such an advantage because you're so close to the source of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, it's true. Yeah. It's, it's a network. Like the, we, we seldom, I guess, measure the value of network mm. until we need them. 
Yes. Right? Yes. It's like, I, I think like for you, you could say that when you start off your business, yeah. how did, I mean, I'm sure you realized, there was a moment that you realized that your network was contributing to so much of your job. So much, so much. So like, for example, I was just evaluating like of my unfair advantage. So for example, uh, my wife, she works in Alpha and right. she works with um, the company that uh, we do a lot of projects with. And mm -hmm. like, I just have to acknowledge and I, I, I obviously didn't marry her just so I can do more projects with Alpha. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, or is it? But anyways, <laughs> no, definitely not. It's, it's so unethical. I love my wife for who she is no matter what. And, but at the same time, I'm just thinking, yeah, I think I have an unfair advantage because of my relationship with her. And from there, it opened a door of projects. And also because of my network where I was in BFM, I was in a radio station and I had people that I still keep in network and now do jobs for the companies they are moved on from from VFM, and it's really been those relationships, and I think that's why Stride has been such a foundational play. Uh, one of the values or visions for Stride is uh community, community yeah. and relationships is so so important. And but coming back to the point is that I think uh like you said, like the business started off with an unfair advantage that we had a pool of people that we could still do projects with. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, even so, like I love that I could still bring in people or work with people with an unfair advantage. Like you have an unfair advantage too, Abel. I do? Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. Well, what would that be? <laughs> <laughs> like from my perspective, I think you are a person with a very keen sense of uh project management. And I say this with a really uh, emphasis because people in our industry uh, creative people we're very good with the camera we're very good at editing but when it comes down to like pro uh, project management with clients or talking to people we're just not the best and i speak from experience myself especially like i know this person uh we both know this person his name is yy and right. he used to work in agency and he used to pass me projects in the uh from quaker or caltex and when i was doing projects with him sometimes i can get really emotional and mm. i get angry at him and but really i think this guy is like super gracious to me and he still decided to still uh give me jobs and still work with me and teach me and i yeah. think uh you know th that's something that you are able to do in the sense that you're able to talk to clients and still be able to kind of like share and journey with them in that sense without yeah. uh i mean of course there's always room for improvement but you have that unfair advantage compared to many others right. that's what i would say yeah yeah thanks man hmm. i i and it's funny because i mean i was about to say the opposite hmm. in that sense for from what i you said about my advantage is that that whole persistence perseverance the grit to edit uh, and also an eye for creativity, even though that's really subjective. Yeah. But from my perspective, that's what I think is uh, what you have as an unfair advantage, whether or not it's unfair or fair. <laughs> See, that's the thing that, that it's still subjective. Yeah. So I can I just take a not like a step back. Yeah, go for it. I realize that like when you brought up Mark Zuckerberg and you brought up <coughs> movies uh, that was featuring his life, such as The Social Network. Mm hmm. And you know how all these movies are, and we are storytellers. We want to get people to understand that it wasn't just an easy journey, mm -hmm. right? And so they always feature like his, a bit of his hardships or a bit of his like journey. Mm. And now that you brought up that his unfair advantage could be the, his status, could mm -hmm. be his network, which he is. Yeah. Um, seeing it from that perspective, sometimes we just 
we, we, we look at our lives, or at least I look at my life, and I'm looking at all the disadvantages. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't often, first thing, look out for my unfair advantage. Mm. I'm looking out for my disadvantage. Yeah. And, uh, and that is really refreshing to hear from you. Like, just stating like, hey, this is your unfair advantage, mm. Abel. And for me, it's like, wow, that's interesting. Because from my perspective, I don't see it that way. Mm. <laughs> at least I don't see that as the, the first thing I, 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 that comes to mind. It's yeah. always like, I'm not so good in this. I'm not yeah. so good in that. I'm not so good in this. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's good to have this change of perspective and recognize my own quote-unquote unfair advantage, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. for those of you who are listening right now, I'm sure you guys maybe feel the same way because I, I feel completely the same as with you, Abel. Yeah. Like, I always look at my un, like unfair disadvantages, like yeah. uh, I'm not as creative or like I'm not as nimble. And I'm sure people who are listening right now may feel that way. But there are ways that I think it's always, number one, good to be in community where they can point out your uh, advantages. Yeah. Uh, but number two, there is a framework that we can actually work through to uh, acknowledge what... Uh, our advantages are so right. is this a uh, framework that uh, the book authors uh, Ali and Hassan made it's called the MILES framework mm. uh, M stands for money uh, I stands for intelligence and insight L is for location and luck E is education and expertise S is for status All so right. money obviously is mm -hmm. about wealth uh, your background how you your income bracket how did you you know start off with or your family uh, intelligence and insight yeah that's basically your iq uh how you're basically um like like you are able to come up with ideas or uh problem solve location luck is photographic you know, memory oh yeah that's something that we all want <laughs> location and luck is uh where you are and the timing of things you know we were able to have that luck of doing uh, online uh, conferences because of the pandemic that has worked in our advantage. Thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, education expertise. Uh, did you come from a private school or international school, government school and what expertise did it give you? And lastly is status, which mm. I would love to have is, you know, your uh, network and yeah. where you're placed in. And as you can tell, some of these things can be controlled or yeah. cannot be controlled. You don't know how much you you will be, how much you have because of the family that you're brought in or yeah. you can control uh, your intelligence and insight, but you can't control your luck, obviously. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And out of all that, uh, the reason I'm bringing this framework is because we can kind of see where our advantages really place in. But right. the foundation of all this is our mindset is that we need to come to a place where we are either... Um, we are in a balance of, okay, I can't be a billionaire. I can't be the prime minister of Malaysia. Mm -hmm. Well, whoever that is next. And then <laughs> we, we have also the balance of, hey, I can also make an impact to my friends or my community or my family. Yeah. And that's my advantage there. So it's coming to that mindset and then we can acknowledge what are the um, advantages, that we, advantages that we have in these five little tiers mm -hmm. and how to push that forth into our favor for either our work or our career or even just our personal life. Yeah. I have a question. Mm. Like, because you've read this book, right? Yeah. And I haven't. So, and I'm, I'm just hearing all this from you and I'm like, well, this is really interesting stuff, Josh. Um, so one thing is, you know, is it that we are, after identifying our unfair advantages or being aware of it and acknowledging it, would you say that another step is to connect ourselves with another person who have different 
a different set of unfair advantage. Is that yeah. what in the book? I don't know. Yeah, it, it actually is. You hit the nail right on the spot there. And uh, Ali Hassan was saying that, you know, for example, business owners, or if you want to bring in a partner, uh, you want to have someone else who has the same, uh, not the same exact unfair advantage, but the one that would complement you. Mm. So, for example, if you are someone who has money, you want to get someone who has great insight. And if you are someone who has status, you want to get someone who has uh, the location and luck. You mm. know, of course, it's hard to identify these things. But I think once that is where joining or being in communities all about like talking to yeah. someone even Ali and Hassan when they met each other they were in the same pool of entrepreneurs and I think when you and I met we were in the same group of obviously uh, church circle but I think we had the common ground of um, not just creativity but I think we kind of see my our, our minds are quite similar in a sense of how we look into life our faith and yeah. also creativity mm -hmm. yeah so I think we, but we have different advantages to our end of our skills and also what we bring forth to the table. Yeah, it's quite mm. funny because it's like when I'm thinking about it historically, um, and I'm okay, I'm stretching this idea a little bit. You go for it, I love it. This is we're talking in terms of business and partnerships, but it 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 makes sense even politically in a sense that back in the day, mm. that's why people marry, right? Mm. That's why two different countries would um arrange a marriage. Uh, oh, yeah. Because um, they see that the other country offers something that the other doesn't. You know, maybe in one side the country is really good in terms of the way they manage their country uh, economically, and on the other mm -hmm. side maybe it's just their military power that yeah. is is great. And so it is advantageous that they marry mm. together. You know, so it, for me, I find that this this way of thinking uh, have existed. You know, back in the day and and. Um, it's good to like it's refreshing to bring up now to our own personal lives yeah but I think the other question I have is this would you say that chemistry or like I mean just having just complementing from these unfair advantages alone is that really good enough or uh, is the chemistry also really important oh I do it's so important I think honestly speaking I think chemistry trumps all these things I mean because it's great that we have someone else who can complement us in our work and so forth but if we don't have a good chemistry, like if you and I weren't having mm -hmm. a good chemistry in terms of our work, yeah. then I think it would just be kind of boring and dull. Like it would just be work. And yeah, I mean, we love what we do and yeah. I'm sure our listeners love what they're doing or want to love what they're doing, especially with the people that they enjoy with. And it's so important to have a authentic relationship with the person that they are doing this job with. And I mean, mm. it, it, disagreements are part and parcel yeah. of any yeah. uh, relationship, whether it's corporate career or even love relationships right yeah but in the end of the day uh, you just got to come to a point where you can still agree on the foundational values and that's yeah. so important yeah so you you would say you would agree that it is important that um we must or at least yeah, maybe not the words must but it's good to consider mm -hmm. having similar values or mm. a similar direction that these people are going mm. you know if they, they could have different sets of unfair advantages and when yeah. they come together they complement, yeah, yeah. but without that similar vision of values, yeah. long term, it might break down. Oh Would yeah, for that? sure. Yeah. I think it's a must. Like just to come back to your word, I think it's a must. Okay. Like, uh, because in the end of the day, you got to have the vision. Vision is something that they talked about in the book as well as like to have a realistic, uh, idealistic also um, reality is to have a good, clear vision that everyone's a part of. And 
then you can fully use your resources to your advantage because the vision helps dictate the direction that both or everyone should go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what like now with this mindset, where do we where do we go from here, Josh? Well, <laughs> good question, Abel. <laughs> I guess I hope that uh, not just for our listeners, but even for ourselves, yeah. um, how can we use this mindset of advantage or unfair advantage to step into the new year? Like we may not think that this is an unfair advantage because compared to many others, mm. it's not an unfair advantage. Yeah. But it's what we have. And I think the mindset I want to carry forth for everyone else and including myself is that, okay, let's step next, step into next year to work on these unfair advantage, to have a vision hmm. that, okay, I want my intelligence and insight to increase because that's my unfair advantage at the moment. And I yeah. want that to be able to either impact my work, my finances, or even my community and my clients. And I think that's why I feel like it's the whole point of... Um, you know, New Year's are about. I mean, everyone's got their resolutions, but I think it's good to just have a vision of where we see ourselves stepping into 2021 as we come to a close of 2020. Yeah. I think when I look at it practically before, I, I think we'll end after this. Uh, for me, practically, okay. is that I, I mean, we are both Chinese. Yeah. Ethnically. Yes, we are. Right? We are, but we don't speak that way. No, definitely <laughs> we, not. Yeah. <laughs> we grew up in, uh, at least I grew up in an English-speaking a family. Ah, same, yeah. 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 So uh so our mindset's a little bit different from someone who comes from China. Mm. Um it's definitely. However, I've always complained about, to my parents that why did you put me into a Mandarin speaking school? You know, uh, like I you know, so when I was in kindergarten, yeah, when I was in primary school, they put me in Chinese school. I hated it. Yeah. Because when I come back, the only person I can speak to in Mandarin is my, my grandmother. My parents, not a single word. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, not a single word of Mandarin. My my dad speaks uh, a bit of Cantonese because we are from Ipoh, but uh, and my dad did tell me not to speak Cantonese because he thought it was really crude mm -hmm. this dialect. So I hated being in that school, uh, and I didn't like the language because of that. But now, in hindsight, I I mean, just even recently in the last couple of months yeah. one of our projects was doing the conference and the whole conference the content was mandarin yes and that gave me an unfair advantage yeah. in a way but i mean in comparison to you yeah no totally yeah <laughs> uh even though i hated it right yeah. even though i didn't like the, the language so i guess for me what this speaks to me practically is that it doesn't matter whether you hate it or you, you don't hate it. Like some of, some of the people, they don't like the fact that they're rich. You know, mm. they, 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 they think that's like, they wish they were normal. Like, mm. you know, whatever normal is. Yeah. Or some people wish they were, you know, they, they had certain skills. Mm. But, um, so it, yeah, all I'm saying is that it doesn't matter whether you hate it or you like it, but you got to acknowledge it. Yeah. Like I got to acknowledge that I have some Mandarin. I can speak some Mandarin. Yeah. And I, therefore, I could use it. Uh, in yeah, my work, yeah. in my daily life, to my advantage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's really refreshing to know. That's good to know, man. Nice. Yeah. And that's all we have for today's episode on Let's Talk About It. And still trying to figure out our social media side of things. But I think, yeah, we'll have it soon enough so you can like mm -hmm. ask us questions. Here. <laughs> yeah, here. You can let us know what you, what you think here, wherever here is. But yeah, um, I hope you guys are staying safe, enjoying yourself. And if anything... Uh, we hope you guys are growing as well. Yeah, same. Yeah. Stay tuned to the next episode, which we have no idea what we're talking about, but 
we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. See ya. Peace. Bye.